Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, we're here. This is the Two Drunk Accountants coming mm-hmm. to you a little bit late this week. A yeah. little bit late this week. Short week. Uh, damn Queen's birthday. Yeah. I was telling everyone in the office, maybe we should just go to work on Monday anyway because it's just hard fitting everything into four days. Mm. Um, but yeah, no one was really up for it. <laughs> I wonder why, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really messed with our podcasting. Uh, schedule. It has messed with the podcasting schedule mm. a little bit this week, but we are here. We will be released on Friday. Mm. If you listen to this and it hasn't come out until like Saturday or Sunday, then I don't know. I just got I got busy. <laughs> but we, we never promise things. We never <laughs> promise fake things on the podcast, do we? No. Um, Tim, what, what is the, the Tim, Tim and Danlo? Sounds like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, how's your week? Really good, Dan. Um, the NBA playoffs, pretty interesting. Go Today, Raptors. Finished. Go Raptors. Yeah, that's your favorite NBA team you were it just telling me. It is my favorite me. team, yeah. Except you couldn't tell me what the word on the front of their jersey was. No, I'm, I exclusively listen to the games. <laughs> So I, I can't actually see what they look like or what's on the jerseys, but uh, but um, no, they're a good team. Ridiculous. They're from Toronto, which is in Canada. <laughs> Why are you looking at your phone right now? It feels like you're no, I'm feels not. like you're about to list some some Raptors stats. No, definitely not. It's not what I'd do. They're only your favorite team because the their like emblem is the Raptor, right? The mascot. Yeah, correct, correct. But I'm I'm also a big fan of. Um, Don't look up the players' names. Nah, I'm a huge fan of uh, Kyle Laurie. He's a point guard for the team. Pretty big fan of him. He plays well. If you're a real Raptors fan, you'd know that Leonard, I forget his first name, he's, he's their best player. Yeah. Uh, Kohi? Kohi? It's K- uh, K-A-W-H-I. Kohi? Kawhi. Kawhi. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. I only watch the games, Tim. I don't actually... I have it on mute. I can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> you, you just said you listened to them before. <laughs> I have it on mute. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, um, Golden State Warriors lost. Mm. Which, you know, I know you don't really like sport, Dan. Golden State have been a pretty big team. Yeah, they have. I think yeah. they've won the last two. And, yeah. um, and actually... Um, they recruited massively in the offseason. They had like um, Kevin Durant, mm. um, Steph Curry, who's an MVP, yeah, um, and Clay Thompson. Mm. And then they've also got like Draymond Green and someone Cousins. Mm. They, they they got a lot of good players in mm. that team, but just injuries cooled them pretty badly. Mikey in, in oh Nike should I call him in the <laughs> office uh, showed me this video. Um, of Kevin Durant, mm. he actually tore his Achilles oh. in the last game, and there's a slow mo video of it, and you can literally see his calf like bobble, whipping up back. And down. Oh. Like, yeah, oh. how gross is that? Poor guy. Yeah. Yeesh. So, uh, well, poor guy is making hundreds of millions of dollars he's a making, year. He's making bucks, but yeah, still, still, he would have Ouch. had ambitions. Yeah. 
What about uh, you, Dan? What's 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 cracking? Uh, my Tim and Dan low this week, Tim, is to shout out to um, one of our biggest fans. Uh, that would be Dennis Little, uh, otherwise mm. known as Homer at Bat. Yes. Uh, it was his Bucks party on the weekend. Yeah. We went. We had a good time. It was very merry. Very merry. We played some paintball. Mm. I got shot. You got shot. I have not been recovering from that evening all week. No. That's definitely not what I've been doing all week. No. <laughs> definitely not also not what I've been doing. It hasn't messed with my sleep patterns, no. eating habits, exercise routine. No. Or just general feeling in my no. belly at all. It's definitely not stopped me getting up early every morning. <laughs> i tell you that much. Yeah, despite all that... Um, I think pretty productive week still. Yeah. Got a fair bit done. I got a lot done. Not a lot of um, billable mm, work. Yeah. Not a lot of productive work. Yeah, but, but a, a lot, lot of stuff, stuff done. done. A lot of things that needed to be mm. done got done, which was good. No thanks to Dennis, though. No thanks to and Dennis. He definitely stupid slowed. Stupid marriage. Yeah, stu- stupid marriage. Stupid impending marriage. Yeah. Um, if you heard that bang, that was just Dora ran into the door. <laughs> did, did she? <laughs> I didn't hear it. But I saw you look. She slided. <laughs> she ran to the bed and jumped and slid into the door. Uh, she loves her bed. Yeah. She loves door. That's as funny. Well. Um, Dora's like the little guy, the little kid on room. Mm. Bye, Dora. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Bye, Matt. I could definitely see Dora being a bit that way. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's another Tim and Dan low mm. for me. Took her to um, to play some fetch today. Mm. And, you know, as dogs do, she went to the toilet. She did a number two. Mm. Mm. That's a poo. That's that's a poo. Mm. She did a big old steaming poo. She pooed. And I was like, oh, I'll do the right thing. I'll pick this up. It was on a sporting field. So I just, can you imagine being tackled into you gotta it? You've got to pick that up. That's gross. That up. And I picked it up. There was no bins there, though. So I was mm. like, hmm, I'm going to have to take it with me. Got in the car, threw the, the the bag of poo in the front seat. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Stank. It took literally one second for it to smell out the car. <laughs> like, moments earlier, fine. Out, I was carrying it in my hand half a meter from my face. And that's, and that's through a plastic bag. Yeah. It was hectic. I had to stop 30, like 30 seconds up the road when I first saw a red bin yeah. and get out and, put, and throw it in the bin because I couldn't bin. make it back the, the three minutes back to the office. I imagine it was kind of like when someone gets exposed to a high dose of radi- uh, radiation, they're like scrubbing <laughs> them down with the big brushes. and. You better believe it. I actually like washed my hands in uh, hand sanitizer when I got back <laughs> and drank it. I drank it. I gurgled. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's yeah. uh like that sound effect that yeah, was good bad. actually <laughs> 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 you like do it better a, than me yeah it sounds like a turkey in trouble <laughs> uh cool all right tim Let's move on to the business update. The business update this yeah. week from me is just if you lodge monthly bazzes or IASs, they're due on the 21st. So get them in. Um, also, we are approaching the end of the tax year. Yeah. Um, it's probably an apt time to look at your profit and loss if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you may be in for a bit of a shock. I mean, if you've made a loss, then. Well, let's change that. <laughs> let's yeah. start making profits. If you've made a big profit, mm. you might just want to think about, okay, I've actually, I should have a bit of cash in the bank for mm. this because potentially there's some tax mm. to be paid. 
So I do know over the next two weeks, we're going to be super busy with a bunch of our clients, giving them tax tax estimates, Mm. telling them ways they can reduce their tax. Yep. Uh, But one way, one very surefire way to do this. Here's a quick example. Not a lot of people do this. Real quickie, which will save you tax and you're going to have to pay this money anyway. Correct. Dan loves a good quickie. Always. Pay your super before the 30th of June. Pay your super. So the reason being is that if you have super owing at the end of the year, that you actually don't get a tax deduction for that. It gets added back to your profit. Yep. So even if there's, you know, you're looking at your P&L and it's Mm $100,000 and you've got 10 grand of super at the end of June owing from the March, no, sorry, from the June quarter. Yeah. Yeah. you're going to have to pay that in July anyway. Yeah. So just pay it in June and get the tax deduction. Exactly right. Yeah. So for a lot of people, that's a big difference. Mm. A 30% tax rate, that's three grand tax, tax saving. It's just shifting, you know, and you would have saved that in the following year, but you're just speeding that up mm. and bringing that saving forward. So you save yourself three grand of cash. Exactly. For an additional 15 months. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you heard what Tim said and you said, oh, geez, I haven't looked at my P&L, go look at your P&L. If you yeah, have... Yeah, when we say P&L as well, it's a profit and profit loss. Profit and loss. If you've got a decent profit, then go back and listen to an episode we released about a year ago on mm. tax planning. So, there's an entire episode filled with hints and tips to save you some tax. Mm. Um, I feel like it was like within the first 10 episodes. Um, we should probably do another one this year or even next week's business update could, could just be, be some tax planning. Some tax planning things. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm, that's a good idea. Uh, if you're looking at that profit and loss and you're making a big profit, but you don't have the cash in the bank, like Tim said, go back a couple of weeks and listen to our episodes on cash flow. Yep. And if you're looking at your profit and loss and there is no profit, go back and listen to our seven ways to grow your business episode. Yeah, for sure. Solutions, Tim. I love it. That's what we're here to provide. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was the wrong button, wasn't it? (laughs) I still believe we should change these buttons around a little bit. Yeah. Well, we often try and push the orange for the cheering, Mm. but it is the laughter. Yeah. So, maybe we should flip the orange and the yellow. Yeah, we should really, like, use the colors to tell us what it means. Green should be cheering. Green should be cheering. And red should be wah, wah, wah. What is red? Red's the intro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we do need that one. That's important. Um, cool. cool. All right. That's a good business update. Tim, do you have a tight ass tip? Oh, yeah. This you better week? believe it. All right. What is it? Just reaching to my... Oh, no. Look, this is one I came up with this morning. Okay. Right. Go for it. We all know I have a dog. And uh, said dog is very badly behaved sometimes. Yes. A lot of the time. Yeah. And so, I've been doing a bit of training with Dora. Mm, I have seen you do it. Mm-hmm. So, this week's tight ass tip is titled, Cut Your Dog Treats in Half. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dan. So, no. I, <laughs> we all get what this is. Is that dog treats are expensive so, you cut them in half when you're training. Otherwise, you're going to be flying through them and costing lots of money. Absolutely. Right. But it's not it's not logical because you buy a pack and it's a little bit like... Jade, I have to call Jade on this all the time. Yeah. She's getting giving Dora full chicken bites, right? Mm. I'm like, Jade, just use your fingers. I bought the soft ones on purpose so you can tear them in half, mm. right? She's like... Ugh. I'm like, Jade, mm. if you tear every single one of them in half, 
we only have to buy this bag of treats, which costs 15, 10 to 15 bucks, mm. half the amount of times. Mm. And Dora's not going to notice the difference. No. She just needs a little taste. That little thing's not filling her up. It's not, no. it's not a meal. It's no. a treat. Um, we even buy hard treats, mm. like liver, liver, beef liver snacks. Mm. I'm such a good vegetarian, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, we buy uh, beef liver snacks. And they're hard ones, mm. and I still chop them with scissors. I literally stand there with scissors and chop them all in half. So, Tim, I just want to say that, in principle, I agree with you. <laughs> but you've what? gone too far. Really? You have gone too far. You've gone too far. Here's why you've gone too far. It's, it's fine for you and Jade to have a meal, Tim. All right? You guys are halving meals left, right, and center, but don't, don't, <laughs> poor Dora over here. She's still getting she treats. Sits, she lies. She rolls. <laughs> she stops. She follows. And you know what she gets for that? Uh, half of what the other dogs are getting, <laughs> and they do half as things good as her. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why she's she plays up every now. Exactly. And then. She's like, I've been talking to the guys next door, Tim, <laughs> and they tell me they get a full treat, and they don't uh, even sit yet. So, what's this about, huh? That reminds me of... Um, shit in your bed, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Dora's saying to you. That reminds me of that uh, Rick and Morty episode. Mm. Well, what's his name? Rick. No, no, the dog. Snowball or something mm. like that. And uh, dogs like become really smart. Yeah, I've They seen get that a brain one. and yeah. he's like, where are my testicles, <laughs> Summer? <laughs> Forget her name. <laughs> I know the episode uh, you're talking about. Yeah, though. they wise up. And yeah. I, just, I could just see Dora and be like, Tim, why does next door get full <laughs> treats when I only get one quarter of the treat? Uh, why, Tim? But I can see why that would save you money. And Dora, oh. it's, it's not like you're halving Dora's meal. You're just halving the treat. Yeah. Actually, if you wanted to be super tight with mm. dog treats. You could quarter them. No, 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 no. Make your own. Mm. So, Is that just called leftovers? <laughs> No, so it has to be something that's going to keep. It's quite easy to shred and that is obviously cheap and mm. easy and easy to cook. Mm. So, a good one's turkey breast because that's yeah. good for your dog. Mm. Shreds shreds up like nice and easy. You can give them mm. tiny, tiny, tiny little portions mm. and you could probably freeze them. Mm. So, cook them up in a big batch, freeze them, defrost, mm. feed them in a training session. Nice. That would actually be a good way to do it. Good stuff, Tim. Thanks, Tim. All right. Let's move on to the main topic. Yeah. Main topic this week is... Buying a business. Number one. Yeah. Overview. Overview. <laughs> this is buying your business. The overview. You might be listening thinking, oh, you guys are crazy. You got so many series going on at the same time. It's like, no. Correct. We love biting off a large amount. We can chew it. We can chew we it. We can chew. We can chew. Yeah. So, we've got, obviously, we've done, I think, three episodes of our cash flow series so far, but there'll be more to come with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done the very first episode of the Capital Gains yep, series. That was a couple of weeks ago. That was a couple of weeks ago. We will be back with the second of that sometime in the future. And mm-hmm. now, the third series we've got running. Buying, buying a business. Buying a business. It's close to our hearts, actually. It is close to our hearts, we, Tim. We've, we've mentioned this before, but we're currently buying a business. We are. So, it is, I guess, something that we're passionate about, that we have realistic issues that you're thinking about. Hmm. 
Other than our own situation, though, we also see a lot of clients buying businesses. Correct. Um, people who've never been in business, people who ha- are currently in business. We've helped a lot of clients buy a business. And we've, sell. Yeah. We've helped a lot businesses. of clients sell businesses. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in the process of helping one client sell a business and another client buy a, buy a, business. a business. Yeah. It's, it's a natural part of the business journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it's just, there's a few things which we can, I guess summarize Hmm. in an overview of buying a business that we can go into more detail in at a later point there's so much detail in this um and yeah today i guess we can just talk primarily about motives and logistics like some of the basic logistics of buying i guess a business if if you're sitting there one day and you you know you're sitting down you're having a, a meal in a restaurant and you look around and you think i want to buy this business yeah where do I start? For sure. Actually, that's a really good point. And mm. a lot of people do think, um, well, I just need to search on Gumtree, find a restaurant or like maybe make an offer to my favorite restaurant. Yeah. I actually disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think the first, and this could probably be your first thought process. Yep. Do I start my own business from scratch or do I buy one? That's mm-hmm. got to be your first decision, right? Yeah, definitely. You don't necessarily need to buy a business. No, and there's there's pros and cons that, that come with it. So, let's just assume that you've gone through the process in your mind. You've decided, I want to work for myself. Yeah. That's yes. a conversation for another day, but... We're, True, we're, we're, and we can probably, I guess, talk about that next. Yeah. But yeah. But let's say, all right, you, you've decided, I want to go into business. Yeah. Um, I don't want to work for somebody. I want to work yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, so... Do you buy something or do you just start your own? And mm-hmm. there's pros and cons to both of those things. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the biggest pro for buying a business is it's already going. It's yeah. up and running. Yeah. It, it hopefully has customers. Established brand. Established brand. Existing um, systems. Suppliers. Exist- exactly. Employees who know how it runs and, yep. and what it's been doing. They've um, theoretically worked out a lot of the kinks yeah. that a lot of people might stumble into in the first first year of business. Yeah. Um, that, that's the biggest pro. Yep. The, the biggest con is almost the, the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's that it's got an existing brand, and it's yeah. got existing systems, and mm. it's got an existing culture. For and sure, none of those things might be what you're after. Yeah, it's it's really hard to change mm. um, a business sometimes, mm. especially if that business, which a lot of businesses. Um, are really heavily reliant upon the business owner. Yeah, especially small businesses. Yeah, so you're coming in and there is a really defined culture Mm. and ethos and way we do things about that business. And you're going to be different. There's no doubt about it. You're going to be different. Definitely going to be different. And so, there's going to be some change. There's going to be teething. Mm -hmm. There's definitely going to be teething, whether it's customers, suppliers, staff, or your team that mm-hmm. you are inheriting. Um, there's going to be something there that you don't like. Yep. 100%. Yep. You're going to find something that you're like, eh, I wish I didn't get that. Yeah. And sometimes these things, as Tim have, 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 has said, is incredibly hard to, are inc- incredibly hard to change. Yeah. Um, it might be that you can't change them. Yeah. Or it might be that it's just going to take a long time to change and you're just going to have to put up with it yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um. That's why starting out yourself might be a bit better yeah. in, some, ca- in, in some, some cases. In some cases. But damn, that's hard. 
Hmm. Can you imagine starting a business from scratch, Dan? Yeah. With no customers. And there's also a middle ground to that point. Is mm. You could buy a franchise. True. Which comes with the established systems and everything, but no one runs it at the moment. True. <laughs> all the systems could be yours. Uh, yep. well, not all the systems, because usually they come with yeah. a set procedure and, and yeah. whatnot. But I mean, the culture and how, mm. how you're working um, might be something you have a little bit more of a control over yep. compared to buying an existing business with ex- existing people. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely something to consider. Should I buy or should I just start myself? Yeah. Um, that's a big decision. And so I liked what, where your mind went, Dan, you said is being in business right for me? Yeah. And I sort of glossed over that, but I think you, you should be asking yourself that question all the way through the process of buying the business. Yeah. I agree. So let's let's go on to that one next. Yeah. So you you might have been tossing around that oh maybe I can start one maybe I can buy one for a while. Yeah. Because generally that's sort of the first thing that's going to come to you. You're like I really have a passion for this mm. or I see an opportunity here. Yeah. I want to do something. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be asking myself, okay, is business right for me? Mm. Um, it's not for everyone, Dan. No, and and it's having an honest conversation with yourself about. What is going to be required of me to do this? Do I have those skills? Yeah. Do I have that patience? Do I have that time? What are my expectations? Are they realistic? Yeah. You really do have to think about your goals mm. as well. So, if you are sick of the corporate life and having to work long hours, mm. um, then maybe buying a business might not be the best idea depending on the business you're buying. So, yeah. if your business is... is entails working three days a week then great but a lot of businesses may actually involve you working more hours in the mm. short term anyway yeah when you're getting them set up or, or taking over yeah someone else. and there's often you know people think oh yeah, i'm gonna go work for a small business and i'll work much less hours and i'll have much more control yes it's it's usually you're more flexible in mm. the hours that you do yep. but you're probably working more more yeah um definitely and that, that's great because it might mean that you can go um, you know you could leave for a few hours during the day to do something you need to do which you wouldn't be able to do any other job yeah. but if you yeah. don't do that work it uh, doesn't get done <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah. and so that's something that you that's just a reality check mm. most people are fine with that though because yeah. it's something they're passionate about yeah. so they find it's way more fulfilling than doing it for someone else yeah, and it also means that you could um, do things in your life that you couldn't before. So, yeah. you know, it, it might be important to you that you're home in the afternoon for your kids. Exactly. You can make it cater to you. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, so, there's there's pros and cons there. Um, I do think, though, you really... Before you make any decision like buying a business, mm. even like buying a house, um, you need to think... What the what do the next five to ten years look like for me? Mm. What am what's important to me? Yeah, is financial security and consistency important to me? If so, then can I find a business that fits the bill there? Yeah, or or am I better off just earning wages? Yeah, it, you know, and it might be okay. Well, if that is important, but I really do want to 
own my own business, then it might be buying someone else's business is the key because it's established. It has yes. income already coming in. Yep. You can see the income coming in before you buy it. Yep. And that might be a little bit more, a little bit less risky in some instances. For sure. Um, not all instances, but in some. If you do your, your due diligence, mm. um, it can definitely um, have better results. Yeah, I for think. sure. So, the next question, which I think we'll just gloss over because we might do a whole episode on this. Yeah. Should I do it myself? True. True that. Should I go into business with somebody? Am yeah, I buying true. this sole trader style or yeah. am I going in a partnership with somebody? Not entity structures, but just one person or more. Yeah. And you really got to ask yourself, do I want to be stuck with Dan? <laughs> <laughs> It's a good question. (laughs) It's a good question. (laughs) Me, I asked myself that question and I was like, look, um, I can get him to do all the the worst jobs. Mm. I can uh, get him to make the bad calls Mm. and I can just be the good guy. So, he can be bad cop. I can be good cop. This is going to work beautifully. And And I looked at Tim and I was like, well, I know that I could just alpha Tim. Into you know he'd be my little my little beater, and uh, and he'd do everything for me, which is fine. I mean that's kind of what I wanted from a business partner. I love how using like dog pack analogies. Yeah, we all know Dora is the true leader of this business. No, yes, <laughs> she's out there staring at us. Um, like, are you guys doing enough billable hours right now? <laughs> <laughs> How's that productivity, Tim? <laughs> Give me a treat. Do you want me to win? Do you want me to win? I will. Uh, no, so, yeah, like, so that's, please don't win to me. It is something to consider. I think we'll do a whole episode with maybe a list of questions that you should really think about. For sure. Um, that might be a second episode in this series. Mm. Um, so the next thing though is... Okay. Because it's like, it's like a marriage. It Dan, is, and, I, it is Dan marriage. and I get married. We are married. We're actually going to celebrate it like a marriage. We're going to... Yeah, we're going to um, have a ceremony, put some rings on. Um, and then what's the... Th- what's the what do you do? And the night of the consummate the marriage. That's it. <laughs> I, I was, all I could think of was conceive. Yeah, <laughs> similar, <laughs> very similar. Yeah, uh, we'll consummate. We'll consummate and from marriage that consummation, and conceive a business. We'll conceive a business. <laughs> a great business. Yeah, but uh, mm. so once you've considered that, um, the next option, the next thing you need to think about is actually, all right, I've decided to buy a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I've approached them. Mm-hmm. Um, how much am I paying for this business? Yeah, so what do I need to actually do? Um, valuation. Yeah. So, mm. I think something that you might do alongside of this valuation is, is really doing a bit of due diligence. And oh, that's absolutely. asking to look at some financial statements, asking yeah. to um, go through it, go take them to your accountant, pick them apart and say, okay, what's this? What's this? What's this? Why mm-hmm. is this the case? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and going through that. And then actually just figuring out, well, what are you actually buying? Because there's, oh, yeah. there's a few things that can happen here. Um, sometimes you might approach a business and say, okay, I want to buy this business. And what you're buying is the the business, the assets in the business and yeah. the um, IP from the business. Contracts, existing and the contracts. contracts. Existing, you're buying the business. Yeah. But what you're not buying is the entity that that business existed in before. True. Or you could buy the entity that, that business, you could buy the shares in that business. Yeah, yeah. They're two very different things. You might buy 60% of the shares. Exactly. Which gives you... Um, controlling ownership. Control, yeah, controlling rights, voting yeah. rights. But um, then you're going into partnership with someone. Yeah. Mm. And, and they're two very different things because if, if you buy a business of somebody, 
you're just buying that business. You're not buying any of its previous obligations mm. unless it's a contract for like a lease or something. Yeah. Um, but you're not buying, let's say, um, mistakes that they'd made yeah. <laughs> in yeah, the past. True. If there's litigation to be made against them, yep. um, that would be the, let's say if it was a company, mm. that would be the previous company's stuff. Yeah, yeah. So often people have a lot of messy things in their company too. So, mm. um, or their entity. So yeah, Weird buying. Loans and yeah, exactly. So buying the entity can be a bad idea, like yeah. a really bad idea. But sometimes it works. Yeah, I, I usually always recommend don't buy their business. Sorry, don't buy their entity. Buy their business. In and our case, we actually bought the entity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we well, are going to. It, it's it's different. In our circumstance, yeah. um, for a few factors, yeah. mainly because we've been working in this business yeah. for a long time, yeah. um, we we're we very familiar with what's in it, yeah. Um, and the, you know, the, the messy, the messy like balance sheet doesn't bother us, no. because we're accountants and we can just tidy that, exactly. we can tidy that crap up. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Whereas if you're approaching some complete strange business um, and wanting to buy it, you don't know what's going through their nah. stuff. You don't know what's there. Um, yeah. You don't want it either. You don't if, want their mess. Mm. You want to start fresh, clean with your own company yeah. um, and you've just put those new assets into that company. If we were buying a stranger's business, I would definitely be looking just to buy the business. I'd yeah. set up my own entity and, exactly. and do it that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, okay. So you weren't going down the valuation path. You were more thinking no. like logistics. I will, after, a, but once you know what you're buying, yeah, then you've got to value it. Yeah. So, and this is, this is, everyone asks, can you value businesses as mm -hmm. an accountant? And yeah. it's like, yeah, 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 I can. Yeah. But so can you, and yeah. so can, so can they, the person selling and mm -hmm. so can the guy down the street and so can like anyone, basically they can walk up and be like, oh yeah. I think that's worth a million dollars. Yeah. I'll give you a million dollars for that thing. Because value is literally what's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's literally, we could value a business and that's very different to what somebody is willing to pay for that business or what somebody is willing to sell that business for. Yeah, exactly. Um, because there are a lot of factors at play. You, you might look at their business and you might think, I can see some environmental factors and when i say environmental i mean external to the business factors mm. so economic uh, it could be the environment <laughs> yeah um or political that, legal that, that might it, affect it yeah like that so for example buying a taxi license <laughs> that's not really a business but it is in a, yeah, in a sense exactly um if you had seen the political changes coming mm. um and a new competitor entering the market in uber mm. um you might have valued that less yeah, than yeah. the person who has held that license mm -hmm. Um, for a while and has made good yep. profits. Exactly. Mm. So, it depends on your expectations versus mm. other people's expectations. Yeah. There are some things which are easier like vehicles and assets. You can generally go find a comparative item. Yeah. So, what, and what you normally end up with is when you're buying a business, you have some um, net tangible assets. Yeah. So, that's your things vehicles, you can, your equipment, all that kind of things stuff. Things you can see and hold. Yep. And then above that is goodwill. Yeah, goodwill. And that's essentially the amount that you're paying for its brand and, and everything mm. above what those ta net tangible assets are yeah. um, and the expected value that you and that uh, seller has mm. given it above that. Exactly. Because a business might not have any tangible assets. Mm. <laughs> it yeah. could be someone who has a brand 
um, that does online bookkeeping services. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to sell. They're not going to sell their computer. Yeah. Um, and you're buying that business from them. Well, their assets are zero. Yeah. Um, but they're still worth something. Yeah, exactly. And that's goodwill. Exactly right. So some businesses are 90% goodwill, like mm. an accounting firm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, the other thing is when you're looking at the person who's selling their business, when you're looking at their figures, there could be some things in there which are inaccurate mm. that you need to adjust. Exactly. And often you use a sales, the sales figure mm. that you can rely upon or a profit figure from mm. several years mm. with applied weightings of mm. importance. So, you might be like, well, I'm going to give the most recent net profit 50% mm. weight 50% weighting. Yeah, because and I then, think it's more likely to be indicative of future income. Yeah, it's the most recent. Then yeah. the year before that, I'll give 30%. And the year yeah. before that, I'll do tw- um, 20%. Yeah. To come to an average profit. Yeah. An estimated profit for the future. Yeah. And then... Base evaluation from that. Yeah, you can pretty much work out how quickly you can repay the business purchase. Mm. And be like, well, that is a smart investment. Yeah. Because in three years time, I've bought the business... I've paid off the business and... Mm. All those profits moving forward are mine. And if I grow this business, it's worth more than what I've bought it for, hopefully. Mm. So Yeah, so there's there's lots of different different methods of actually coming up with evaluation. And we'll go into specific detail in future episodes, but just to give you some idea. Um so the method Tim was just talking about then is using a averaged or weighted profit figure and then determining um what they call a capitalization rate. Um, yeah. Or it could even be Re- like required a certain, return. Yeah, which yeah. which it takes into consideration return that you want on your investment plus mm. levels risk. of risk. Yeah. You know, above what a normal bond rate would be, yep. and all that kind of stuff. And it's usually somewhere between kind of twenty to thirty percent. Yeah, um, depending on the industry, the business, depending how risky the business is. You know, yeah. a more risky business needs a higher return rate. Yes, so that would be close to thirty. Yeah, whereas a you know less risky business might be twenty. Yeah, and I always like to... People are like, well, what's the capitalization rate? I don't understand that. I like to compare it to interest rates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the amount that you need to make back, back. from that investment yeah. t- as a trade-off mm. for the risk that you're taking. Yeah. And so, interest rates, there. if you're looking at banks right now, they're offering 2.5% mm. um, because there's not a lot of risk in that. Mm. You, you, you're putting your cash in a bank account. It's under key and lock mm. and banks hardly ever going under in Australia mm. anyway. Yeah. And so, 2.5% is fair for that. Mm. If you're buying a business with a lot of moving parts, maybe mm. 30% return, required rate of return is fair mm. for that business. Yeah. And how that works in evaluation, well, it says, well, if your profit is, say, the 30% return, then what's the asset that you're buying here that needs to get that return back? Yep. And so, yep. if it's 30%, it's obviously going to be a higher, or sorry, a lower value. Yep. Um, yeah. So, you end up with a figure using that rate. Um, very similar method is to use a multiple of some profit level. So, that could be, yeah. um, you know, your earnings before interest, depreciation and tax. Times three. Times three. Yeah. Which which some people uh, value a business that way as well. I've heard some people say a really good business mm. is the EBITDA, like Dan mm. just said, earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, amortization. Mm. Times three. Times three. That's yeah. a business that's got all its systems down pat, recurring yeah. income, and mm. just so predictable. Yeah. But you know, it, it just depends. Yeah. Doesn't it? And then there's, you can also do that with sales. Yeah. So you can do a, um, a multiple, of a sales. multiple of sales. And this is, so this is my point I was going to make here is, okay, 
but not every business makes profit like and and but they've still got value so yeah, yeah. uh uber yeah <laughs> or or zero in its first number yeah, of years and and that's just perceived value and so the thing is that they were making losses yeah. big losses yeah. every year yeah. uber still is i think mm. oh um, yeah Huge losses, right? Mm. Um, but they're worth billions of dollars. Yeah. If you were using our uh, cap rate or our yeah. um, uh, multiple of earnings, yeah. then they're worthless. Oh, <laughs> the business is worthless. Wouldn't work well. It's yeah. only worth whatever the assets that you're buying, the yeah. net tangible assets. Mm-hmm. Um, but these businesses have been valued at billions of dollars. And the reason is, is because they're valued in other ways. And one example is some measure of revenue. Yeah, exactly. I suppose they probably know how much they're reinvesting Mm. into growing their business. Mm. And so, and they probably have some sort of picture of what it's going to get to and what their normalized expenses are going to be. So, maybe it's it's the potential. Yeah. But I I would argue there's also a lot of speculation there and just demand supply. Yeah. Just what people are willing to pay. Yeah. Because they're listed. Yeah. So it's just what people are willing to pay. It's Mm. very rare to find a small business like that. Definitely. But that's where you're going and raising capital from investors. Yeah. But there are there are small businesses out there that might be making a loss every year. And usually they'd probably just be worth their net tangible asset value. (laughs) Whatever asset you're buying, that's what they're worth. Yep. Um but you can value businesses in other ways other than profit. As Tim was saying, multiples of sales. Yeah, so definitely. usually, you know, a solid business might be worth one times their sales or a little bit up, you know, a little bit more than that might yep. be. That's, that's a solid, good, predictable business. Same as three times your, your revenue. Yeah. Uh, sorry, your, your profit. Before the Royal Commission, I believe uh, financial planning businesses were worth two and a half times their recurring revenue. Yeah, exactly. Pretty hectic. That's crazy. And that's because it was just so predictable that they had a percentage of Mm -hmm. the book value that that they had on. So those people weren't going anywhere. They get that same percentage every year, regardless of the work. It's just steady income. Yeah. And that's why they were valued that way. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, a a less good business might be half of sales, 0.8, you know, 80% of sales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, These are all factors that you need to consider when you're looking at a business. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can go into more specific details about valuations in a further episode. Definitely. Yeah, I think we should. I think that'd be a really Give good some episode. actual examples, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Work through a case study, perhaps. Um, so. What else? You should get a good idea of the actual value of the assets in the business, which we kind of said before yeah. during the due diligence. But it could even be anything from stock. Mm, like, stock's important. Has, has that stock been valued correctly? Yeah. Is it valued at... Cost base is, mm. is a lot of it been sitting there for three years. Do your own stock count. Is it damaged? You need to go in and pay or pay someone to do a stock count, a proper stock count for Go them. in and yeah. have an actual look at that stock. Yeah. So, if you don't know them from a bar of soap, you need mm. to basically have a very low level of trust. You're essentially because, auditing it. <laughs> yeah. Because once you... As much as they let you. Yeah. Because once you buy this business and you've signed the contract, there's no going back on that. <laughs> it's done. No. The only thing you might have is some... You might not have paid the full sum mm. for the business. So there yep. you've still got some money in, in up your sleeve mm. that you can use as leverage. But, exactly. Um, and that's that's raises another point. So the legals. Um, yeah. The legals. Yeah. So definitely, uh, unless unless you're doing um, a purchase which is with a family member or and even then, I do suggest probably seeing a lawyer. See a lawyer. It's going to cost you money, but mm. if you're buying a business, then 
you're actually best to protect your asset by doing this. So it's like getting a pest inspection exactly. when you buy a house. See a lawyer. They're going to draw up proper contracts. So it's some easy questions to think of. So if you're buying, um, say, a restaurant from somebody, just an easy exa- easy example, um, and you just buy it, and you say, "Yep, great. Mm. We agree on the value. We're going to do it." And then next week, he opens up a restaurant next door doing the exact same thing. Not, you, nothing you've done can stop that. Mm. He's allowed to do that. Even worse, he opens it up in the shop that you were meant to yeah. because you didn't properly change the lease. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Scary stuff. So, yeah. go see a lawyer, get a proper contract drawn up that you know you might have an exclusion from operating the same yeah. business for the next year often, or something like that. Often known as a non-compete clause. Yeah. Um, all, all sorts of things that, that can go wrong. You just, you know, and you're not the first person to buy a business. So, they're not drawing this up, this thing up from scratch. They've got yeah. templates yep. that they can get together and, yep. and, you know, tried and true. Yep. Um, so, definitely go see a lawyer, get that done. Like, even even the business that we're doing, we're getting a shareholders agreement. Yeah. A proper one. Yeah, we will. We definitely will. Um, um, because... It's just better. It's important. It, because you can't predict what's going to happen. No. I'm friends with Dan now, but I don't really like the guy. Yeah, and so exactly. I'm probably going to try and stab him in the back at some point. At some point, <laughs> Tim will just get sick of how alpha I am. Yeah. And then... And he'll want to... He'll challenge me for alpha. And I'll destroy him and he's just going to have to whimper away. But I don't want him starting a business next door. Mm, no, because he knows I'm better than him. Exactly. No, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> At some point, Dan's going to realize that I'm, be- I'm beta I'm beta-ing him. Into- like, so, I'm suckering him into thinking that he's the alpha. Mm. But really, I'm just letting him do all the work for me. Mm. And-, and showing signs of being the beta mm. um, or the beta. That still makes you my beta. I'm fine with it because really I'm the I'm the sub alpha in control of the sub alpha. alpha. There's no such thing as a sub alpha. That's called I, a beta. I guess I'm like the imaginary, like invisible alpha pulling the strings. Mm. I call uh, that it, I call that beta. This is probably a bad. No, I'm not going to use that analogy. It was definitely going to be a Hitler analogy, and that's not <laughs> a good idea. I think that's a really bad idea. I'm insensitive. So that's let's grab that one. Yeah. But. Yeah, um, and the other thing is, no matter how much you trust people, um, there will probably be conflicts. So, you need to have some sort of path to resolve that. Exactly. It's some objective path that you each know you have to follow to come to a resolution that's fair. So, I think it's definitely important to go see a lawyer, get something drawn up that's official. Um, It is going to cost you money, but on the off chance that something goes wrong, it's going to save you a bucket load of time and money. Oh, yeah, for sure. It could just save... If you disagree that badly, the business may just close down and your investment is completely gone Mm. because you've all lost sight of what the important thing is Mm. over some issue. Mm. Um, Dan and I have already discussed, if we have conflict... We're gonna have to. We're gonna have some sort of thing where the person who's raising the issue, who's angry, mm. has to do like ten star jumps or something like that, and mm. and and I don't know, like lay on the ground mm. when they when they raise their grievances. Yeah. Or maybe we can just have like a festivist period each year. Yeah, I think that's important. Where we 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 each raise our issues, our grievances, the airing of the grievances, and then you wrestle me to the ground. Or I wrestle yeah. you. Whoever you know, whoever raises the grievance has to wrestle. Yeah. And if you get that person to the ground, then yeah. you know we can have dinner. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, sounds like you want to wrestle, Dan. <laughs> wrestle. You, you want to wrestle? Was I saying wrestle? No, I just that's the way I say wrestle. I feel like maybe I was saying wrestle. No, you were definitely saying wrestle. Okay, I good. just like saying wrestle okay. as wrestle. All right, good. You want to wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> You're a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. I'm so, sure there's many more things, but we may be running out of time, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be going through all of it, but essentially, first decide whether or not you want to be in business, then decide whether or not you're right to be in business by yourself or just you, uh, then decide, am I going to buy someone else's business or start my own? Then you decide to buy one, all right, well, then you need to do some due diligence, mm-hmm. go talk to them, view their stock, view their assets, talk about their business, then value it, which there are many ways mm-hmm. to value a business. Mm-hmm. Then see a lawyer to get a contract drawn up. Mm-hmm. Um, then what, Tim? Finance. How are you going to pay for it? Exactly. <laughs> you should probably know this in the beginning too, yeah. because otherwise you're wasting everyone's time. But yeah, and and there are many ways to to finance the purchase of a business, yeah. just as there is to value a business, and Definitely. that could be anything from you have cash and can pay it, yeah, to a loan, mm-hmm. to vendor financing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have to secure it against their home. Let's yeah, be honest. It is the a bank, very common thing. The bank's not financing many business purchases. Mm. Um, it'd have to be a bulletproof business or a business with very valuable assets that don't go down in mm. value. And even then, they'll only value what the assets are. There's probably going to be goodwill in that business. Mm. And the bank just does not value that at all. Mm. So, almost scrap the bank. If you don't have equity in a home, just forget that idea. Mm-hmm. Forget that idea. Um, and then you're looking at other resources. So, vendor finance, raising capital from family members or other mm-hmm. investors. This is why people end up going into business with partners. Because yeah. Like, I've found the opportunity. I've got all the know-how. I just don't have any of the money to <laughs> do it. I just don't have a couple hundred grand right now. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, when you buy this business, you're going to need money to trade as well. Yeah. And I had this conversation with a client this week. It's It's not just about the money to buy the business and especially if you're starting from scratch or even if you're not, um, it's having a couple of months worth of working capital to sit there to be available to cover your costs in case things don't go well Mm -hmm. or as things are slow as you start up, um, you're going to need to be able to pay for things because it's, you know, you can see quite easily you spend all your money buying the business and then you turn up on day one and can't pay any wages because you've got nothing left. Oh, wouldn't that be embarrassing? Mm. This is where um, Dan and I did this this week, a cash flow forecast. Correct. And um, you might be thinking, oh, cash flow forecast, like, what's the point of that? Mm. It's actually hugely valuable. Hugely. We pointed out some major things to us, which we were straight away, okay, we need to focus on this. Yeah. If we do this, then look we, at, can, look at the result. we can really see over 12 months what changes can happen to this business already mm, without definitely. changing much. Well, there's a few things we can tweak here. So, um, but it also gives you something to measure against definitely. when that business does get up and running. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, right, so let's, let's, let's finish this conversation here for the moment. Mm. But it's just a real basic overview mm-hmm. slash introduction um, about buying a business and, yeah. and the things you might need to consider there. There's so many more, but um, it's basically all logistics. It's mm-hmm. it's the planning process because you're not just stepping in and running with what they've got. You should really think about the business from your own perspective. Yeah, It's even just like, 
how do I do what I'm meant to do when I get in there? Yeah. What's day one look like? Yeah. Do I, yeah. When I walk in, what happens on day yeah. one? Is the old owner going to help me for a couple of weeks and get me up and running with their systems? They're going to hang around. Are they going to be, it's, it's an, often um, a business purchase comes with, all right, well, the owner's going to work in the business yeah. for a year. You're going to pay them a wage yep. to run it and to show you how to run it. That's, oh, that's very common. Often there's a clawback yeah. um, as well. So like say for accounting firms, if you buy an accounting firm and after 12 months, 50% of the clients have left because they just will only deal with one person that yeah. sold the business. Then you don't need to pay as much for it. That's right. Mm. Yeah, you get a, you withhold half the payment mm. and then you might pay them only 10% of the remaining based yeah. on whoever's left mm. at the end of the 12 months. Exactly. A lot of things to consider. Every case is different. Mm-hmm. It certainly mm. is. Tim. Dan. Have you got another thing this week? I do. Go for it. Far away. My first other thing, um, speaking of sport earlier, uh, Ash Barty. Oh, yeah. How good's that? How good's Ash Barty? Stoked. I'm so stoked. French Open, the first Australian to win any Open since 2011, the first person to win a French Open since the 70s, I think. Yeah, in like 40 years. I think Margaret Court. Yeah. Was the last person to win the French Open. She's so humble and gracious as mm. well. She like uh, mentioned Sam Stoza as yeah. in her victory speech. Nice. Uh, which is awesome. Yeah, so Very nice. Very gracious. Very yeah. gracious. She's just so. an all-around good representation of Australian sport. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see where she goes from this because she's 23 and um, she's pretty close to number one in the world now. Which, you know, in the women's game is tough because, you know, there's Serena Williams, um, who not necessarily number one in the world, but, but she can beat anyone in a day. Yeah. And several others like Sharapova and... Howard. Yeah. And a bunch of others. Yeah. yeah. Um, just guns. Yeah. But... Um, Pliskova. Yeah. There's heaps, isn't there? Mm. Just, that, that have been to number one and yeah. then just sort of like fade back and fade back. just... They're all of, kind of top 10 yeah. that just kind of cycle around. Yeah. So... Um, it's going to be interesting to see where she goes. I mean, I, I really hope she wins a couple more. It'd be great. I mean, she won the French, which is not the one I'd, I would have expected. Uh, I feel like she an got Australian a good. She win. got a good run. Like yeah. she didn't have to beat a Serena or anything to do it. No, she had to beat a few toughies, but th- yeah. but there wasn't. You know, the, I think the first few in the world got knocked out early, but yeah. she beat the people that beat them. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good, good, great moment. Awesome, great moment. And as you said, she's only twenty three. So, good. Um, like Federer, I think only started winning um, opens when he was like twenty five. Yeah, and look how many he's won. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, the other side of this, my second yeah, nice, nice other thing nice, nice. is uh, Nadal, bloody twelve, Rafa. twelve French Opens. Man, twelve. He loves the clay. If you, there's, I saw a picture and it was like winners yeah. of the French Open and like a little picture of each person since, um, <laughs> I think it was like since 2005 or yeah. so. It was for the past 15 years. So it was from like 2004. And there was three different winners. Oh. So there was, there was 15 pictures of people <laughs> and only three of them weren't Nadal. <laughs> domination. Just oh. utter domination of that it's insane. event. He's only lost... Twice out of 95 matches he's yeah. played there. Yeah, and so one of the reasons he didn't win the third one was because he wasn't there. He was injured. Yeah. Isn't so that... He's literally only lost twice. I oh, know. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, though? It's mental. 
That's that's insane. So good. Who knows why he's so dominant? But I feel like he could retire from every other tournament and just play that and just keep winning French. And he could still he could win the most opens ever. Oh, <laughs> he's going to. I'm pretty sure he's going to. Isn't that crazy? Because everyone's like, oh, you know, Federer is the yeah. greatest player ever. But he is. He is because Federer is good on all courts. Mm, yeah, he's won the most on Wimbledon, but very close behind in the US and Australia, which both use like the hard court surfers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's only won one French. Yeah. That's because bloody Nadal's there. Yeah, exactly. If Nadal wasn't there, I'm sure he would have won a couple more Frenches. Couple more. Yeah. Well, speaking of Federer, mm. uh, quick pong date. I played Dan last Saturday night at Dennis's <laughs> uh, Bucks party and beat him. Yeah, maybe it was first to five and then went to overtime and I won seven five, yeah. but... You're a sprinter. I'm a marathon runner. Yeah. And uh, I may have conked out not too long after that too. So, I was definitely on my peak there. Yeah. Tim was asleep not long after that. Um, in fact, Tim was locked in a uh, fire escape not long after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another day. You said you were going to tell the people. <laughs> I thought that was a fairly calm one. Yeah. No, that was, uh, that was a good one. It's, it's, like, actually, it's actually not much. It's, it's not that bad your fault. No. What happened? Right, I told the story. So... Yeah, you can't just you can't introduce. So that. we we went. Um, Tim went to bed early, and um, I came home a bit later. We we're staying in the same hotel room with a few other people, and I, I came in, and Tim got up, and he said, "Oh, I realized my phone. I left it up in a, in our friend's room, and their room was on the floor directly above us in the room directly above us." Um, but the the way to get up there was this really weird corridor. We had to walk a fair way to get the staircase, go up, and walk a fair way back to get to their room, and do the same thing to get back down. Yeah, it was a long walk. But right next to our door was a fire escape. Oh, yeah. So convenient. So, Tim was like, oh, I'll just duck up the stairs. Yeah. Um, it was inside. It was like a metal, uh, sorry, like a concrete yeah. thing. Just looked like a car park fire escape. Yeah. Really. It was all concrete. So, he went in there, walked up the stairs, got to the door at the top, realized that door's locked, hmm. came back down the stairs, this door was locked. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, in that moment, I was like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I was just getting into bed. I'd rolled up, just just about to go to sleep. And all I hear is very faintly, just like a, Dan! <laughs> just like a, Dan! Uh, got out of bed, opened the hotel room door, and there's Tim's face peeking through the window and the door, just like, <laughs> shocked. Uh, but I was laughing the next day because... If we hadn't found you, it would have been the plot to the hangover. Yeah. And and we would have spent the day trying to trying to find Tim. So good. So funny. Pretty funny. Yeah. That was funny. Mm. Hey Dan, do you like Jats biscuits? Jats. Yeah, Jats. I've had Jats. Also um, known as Ritz in Melbourne. Yeah. Do you know that? Ritz? Ritz. I think they're called Ritz in Audi. Uh no, no. Definitely Ritz in Melbourne. Mm. Oh, I wonder Audi if Audi can it. use Ritz in New South Wales. Yeah, maybe. Do you like Jets biscuits? I mean, do you like Jets or do you just eat them at parties with cheese? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if anyone says I like well, Jets. You can eat them with chocolate now because uh, Jets chocolate bars have hey. been released by Arnott's. It's a block of chocolate. Actually, I saw that. Yeah. that they also have Vovo. You know what a Vovo is? No. Vovo is like a, a milk biscuit, like just like a plain biscuit. Oh, like shortbread? No, not like shortbread. Because they have shortbread too. But it's just got like a, a, a little lump of uh, marshmallow with coconut and jam on it. You know, like uh, you've never had a Vovo biscuit? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. But um, I can't imagine Jats would it? be very nice. Although people like salted caramel and Jats are salty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
That makes sense. It's so weird, but Arnott's have come out with all this range of like blocks of chocolates, just like um, Cadbury's blocks. Yeah. yeah. They've also got ginger nut. Yeah, I can't like, imagine that. A would couple be good. more. Yeah, it's really odd. Vovo would be good. Shortbread would be good. Jats so, would be weird. So I didn't want to. So that's one of my other things because mm. last week I failed a little bit and I saw that in the shops. I thought everyone can get about chocolate and Jats. So you had some Jats? No, I didn't actually. Oh. But maybe I will tonight. You should. Um, the other one is. Uh, freeze MND. Did you hear about that? It's not freeze. big. It's not big anywhere other than in Victoria, but because um, it, it's an AFL-related fundraiser. Okay. So MND is motor neuron disease. Okay. Yep. And um, the the Queen's birthday AFL clash is always between Collingwood and Melbourne. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that used to play for Essendon and went on to coach Melbourne. Mm. His name's Neil Danaher, mm. and he's only in his like fifties. He's mm. he's not an old man and um he was diagnosed with mnd four or five years ago yeah could even be six years ago it, it was the fifth one this year Yeesh. they've raised so much money it's ridiculous not a lot of people knew what mnd was is that caused by clashes like head clashes and stuff no no um there's not a lot of knowledge about it mm. there's no treatment or cure yes so it basically the body shuts down you until you eventually your yeah. organs stop working which is really sad. Mm. Um, so it's obviously having effects on him. But anyway, they raise heaps of money. It's awesome. People buy beanies. Uh, it's called mm. the big freeze. So right. people slide down a sl- like well-known AFL players and yeah. celebrities go down a slide into like an ice bath. Oh, cool. And I think that's actually why a lot of people were doing that ice, ice challenge. challenge. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, yeah. So um, just want to shout out to that. If, yeah, that's uh, cool. if you knew about it or you donated, well done. Freeze well done. MND. That's it's a good one. pretty good. It's really horrible to watch um, Neil Danaher go through it mm. because uh, he's such a brave dude. Um, yeah, you just like... You, I feel like you would feel very um, embarrassed because mm. you can't speak properly and mm. your movements are really um, strange. Your body's failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but despite all that, he's going out and doing all these public speaking gigs and you can imagine mm. like his energy hard. must be so low yeah. based off these things. Like physical issues mm. that he's facing but he goes on tv and he gets out there on the day and um pushes people down the the slide, the slide into the ice bath that's cool so, yeah, it's awesome like, and he knows he's not doing it for, for him let's yep. put it that way which is pretty hectic that's cool yeah he knows that the, the it's not gonna the help cure him. is not gonna help him nah yeah good on him pretty hectic um yeah so i did have one more other thing um yeah. and that is to cat who passed her national psych exam. Hey! Hey, I got it right. Cheers coming. So, congrats, Kat. You'll never listen to this, but um, (laughs) congratulations. Well, I think we also deserve a pat on the back, Dan. Mm. We passed our public practice certificate. (laughs) We did. (laughs) (laughs) Equally as important. Yeah. Yeah. I got a HD, you got a pass. That's not true. We both got passes. Yeah, exactly. But I think it was just pass-fail. It was just pass-fail, yeah. But we passed. <laughs> we passed. <laughs> All right. Well, that probably brings us to the end. Uh, if you've got a question for us, shoot us an email, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, too drunk, oh, sorry, at Too Drunk Podcast, Facebook, Too Drunk Accountants, and uh, soon to be Instagram when we decide uh, to do it. Um, and we'll let, you one, we'll let everyone know that one. Um, there is a couple of guests coming out. We did, we are still lining out the liquidator. Yep. So that we just couldn't make time this week with them. Four yep. day week, tough. We've got a, and, some, uh, a zero special guest. from zero too. Yeah. We're actually, and yeah, we have some exciting news. 
about we, zero. We do have some exciting news, Tim. <laughs> rub my beard. Shave Tim. your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Have and a good weekend. We will uh, calculate. Calculate.